Welcome to Leading the Next Generation with Tim Elmore. I am your co-host, Andrew McPeak, and our mission here at Growing Leaders is to empower the emerging generations with skills to lead in real life. And Tim, today we're talking about TikTok. Yes, we are. You know, um, Andrew, I don't know if you heard this, but um, I read recently for years and years and years, Google has enjoyed the top spot as the most visited site in the world. Yeah. In the World Wide Web. It's not too surprising. Everybody no, knows isn't. Google. Yeah, that's right. We're all Googling something. But in 2021, TikTok actually passed up Google as that's the most insane. popular site. Yeah. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. So this was primarily something we all thought mostly young people will do, but it's not just young people, but certainly Gen Z has locked into TikTok. Absolutely. We know we get on the road a lot and uh, we're meeting with parents and uh, students and all of that. And so it's pretty easy for us at Growing Leaders to sort of keep up with the trends, what's Mm -hmm. going on, because we show up at a school and they go, uh, hey, what do we do about fill in the blank, yeah, right? Whatever the right. trend is that day. Uh, I remember for about two or three months way back, I think it would have been in 2019, vaping was the top yeah. the topic. And yeah. I was like here to talk about students and leadership and everybody wanted to ask me vaping questions, you know. But for the last year and a half, it's all been about yeah. TikTok, which yeah. actually led me uh, to go, you know what? I need to know what this thing's all about. So I don't typically go for every trend. Yes. Uh, yep. I definitely skipped over the vaping trend, but I don't go for every trend that kids are into yeah. these days. But I did decide I need to see what this is all about. So, Andrew, today I'd like to actually turn this thing around. Yeah. Usually you're interviewing me. I want to interview you specifically on your experience with TikTok. You actually downloaded the app yep. and had your own experience. So, if you don't mind, let me just lob some softballs to you. Okay. And uh, let's just start with um, what's been your personal experience? Define it, describe it um, yeah. with TikTok. Well, like I said, it was a few months ago. I downloaded TikTok, just wanted to see what the experience is like. And what's funny is, for those of you who haven't done it, within the first 10 minutes, you'll know exactly why this has become such a high, highly used platform. I was laughing. I was surprised and shocked. I was angered. I was awed. I mean, I felt every emotion you yeah. could feel in such a short amount of time. Um, and not only did I experience such a wide range of, uh, of emotions, but I also noticed that each emotional experience was short. Uh, and it uh-huh. beckoned me to keep watching, to keep swiping. Uh, it actually, I, I really believe that TikTok foundationally built their structure on the same thing that made um, uh, dating apps like Tinder so popular, yeah, right? Yeah. On Tinder, you have that feeling as you're swiping. The next swipe I do could be the love of my yes, life I've been yeah. looking for. The same thing is true, you know, in a microcosm uh, 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 experience, but the same thing is true on TikTok. That next video might be something I've never seen before. Yeah. Yeah. So you got a little bit sucked in a little bit, right? You Pretty were quickly. Thinking, yeah. yeah. What's another 20 seconds? So how did you eventually get control of yourself? <laughs> well, put it that way. luckily enough for me, I'm, I'm an adult with my yes. faculties in order, right? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, I thought, what's another 20 seconds? I'll keep going. Blink and 20 minutes are gone. Mm-hmm. And I know that if I experience that, I know teenagers yeah, are experiencing yeah. that too. Um, it was within probably seven days I deleted the app. Yeah. I've developed this ability to recognize when I 
uh, accidentally transform from mm-hmm. some from me controlling something to something controlling me. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever had that feeling before mm-hmm. with, oh, yeah. uh, you know, something new test technology you get or some app you download or a game or whatever it is. But uh, once I recognized that that was beginning to happen, that it was getting some degree of power, like I was uh, subconsciously going to click on the app, I yeah. realized this is not helpful and I, I deleted yeah. it. Yeah, so. interesting. Well, and haven't we read some research where teenagers are developing some ticks. They're they're reacting uh, biologically, physically. Talk about that for just a minute. Yeah. In fact, there's been several things, but as you mentioned, uh, the most fascinating one to me is uh, that there have been more than one reports, uh, more than one report of young people developing ticks. So they're actually going to their doctor after spending some time on WebMD, deciding they're self-diagnosing yeah. as Tourette's syndrome. Oh gosh. Because they've got yeah. these Tourette's uh, ticks, either verbal or physical mm-hmm. ticks, and they go in and their doctors are are uh, watching them and going, there is the tick, but none of the other signs of Tourette's are there. Therefore, I don't think that's what's going on. And this is happening in so many different places that the doctors have all started getting together and realizing what's going on is actually, uh, these are physical responses uh-huh. To too much time spent on TikTok, which is quite fascinating. It really, really is. Okay, so let's move forward to the larger question here. With all these negative consequences we've been citing, yeah. why are so many kids still scrolling through TikTok? Yeah. What, what would you say? Yeah, well, this would not be the first time in human history that we keep doing something that's bad for <laughs> us, right? Yeah. Uh, but I really yeah. think as I look at the way TikTok is structured, why it became so popular so quickly, uh, you really can turn to behavioral psychology and yeah. find the answer here. Uh, so there was a fascinating article written on behavioral psychology and TikTok written, written by Dr. Dana Goats. And she wrote this excellent breakdown where she talked about the psychological forces that are at work on a social media platform like TikTok. So uh, she says at the center of all of this is a term in behavioral psychology called reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Now, there are two kinds of reinforcement. Both of them are acting on TikTok. Uh, The first one is called positive reinforcement. The second one, negative reinforcement. So positive reinforcement is that when a behavior is more likely to happen again, simply because the user had a positive experience with the behavior the first time around. So this definitely happens on TikTok. You hop on TikTok, you spend an hour on there, you're laughing a whole lot. And because you laughed a lot the last time you were on TikTok, that's positive reinforcement that's leading you to return again in search of that same positive emotion, if that makes sense. The second category, uh, negative reinforcement, is not exactly what you'd think it is. It's a little bit different. Negative reinforcement means that the behavior, rather than creating a positive entry, has removed temporarily or temporarily abated a negative emotion that you were feeling when you arrived. Ah, yeah. So this is not creating negatives. Instead, it's removing negatives as an incentive. Yeah. I feel better or I'm laughing instead of crying or. Exactly. So if you went to TikTok and you spent some time on there and you felt less stressed because of that experience, you're likely to return in search of that same feeling. So both of these factors can create, both positive and negative uh, reinforcement can create addictive behavior, but it's really that negative reinforcement that is uh, really the the deeper cause of troubling addictive behavior when it comes to a social media platform. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier, Dr. Dana Getz, she writes something that I think is intriguing. She does. She says, scrolling through TikTok could actually serve as a form of self-medication by providing momentary relief from negative emotions, like you just mentioned, Andrew, life problems or awkward social situations. Yeah. 
For example, if you're feeling sad and then get on TikTok, your sadness may be eliminated or reduced. Or if you're studying or working on a paper, TikTok can provide you with some temporary relief from the stress of your work. So it makes sense that, yeah, this may not be good for me overall, but this is like medication. Exactly. A spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. And yeah. is it any wonder that this became so popular at the same time as we had so many students who didn't get to have the experiences that they were hoping to have? They're trapped at home, yeah. quarantine and all that stuff. And so it, to me, it's not surprising at all that students are being cued constantly yeah. through both positive and negative reinforcement to return again and again to the platform. This is the answer to the question of why are our kids so addicted to TikTok? It's the environmental factors of everything going on in the world combined with the powerful psychological forces that this app was intentionally built yeah. to control and to uh, uh, warp in the minds of our kids. And all of a sudden we find ourselves here. Yeah. So how do we stop this reinforcement cycle? Yeah. Uh, is there a way to enjoy TikTok but not become a slave to it? Yeah. The, you know, there's a um, – when people ask that question, they're often looking for a really easy, yeah, immediate yeah. answer. In fact, yeah. a few months ago, uh, I was st uh, standing in front of a group of uh, parents, and uh, this was a small-town community, um, and these parents were concerned about the amount of time their kids were spending on TikTok, just like so many parents are around the country. And they were talking about the different solutions that they were trying, and I could tell they really wanted me to endorse yeah. these solutions. Some of them were barring their kids and saying, you may not yeah. download TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it is. Um, and they wanted me to endorse that. Others wanted to install devices. In fact, some of them already had that would shut down Wi-Fi or block certain websites, maybe at a certain time of day. Um, and while I think there are certainly uh, correct times for yeah. those sorts of things. Yeah. If I knew of a kid, for instance, who was very addicted to a platform, I think some time away would actually be the healthiest choice there, yeah. right? right? I also have to acknowledge, um, and in fact, I disappointed many of the parents who were there that day with my answer. I said, uh, if I could just be honest with you, ultimately, blocking social media sites like TikTok yeah. can't be our primary approach. Yeah. It can't be our primary answer. Um, because if students are going to recognize themselves, which they're going to have to when they turn 18 years old and move out of our house, right? Uh, like many other young people are, are, are already realizing already, the cycle of positive, positive and negative reinforcement on social media platforms, it just isn't conductive to an overall happy life. So many kids are realizing that. Mm -hmm. But in order for a kid to realize that themselves at a young age, they have to decide for themselves for their own mental health, their own personal wellness, that they're going to uh, step away themselves. So I think uh, this ultimately comes down to exposing them to yeah. what this is actually doing to them and then providing them with the tools they need to make that decision themselves. That's the only answer that's going to work in the long term. Yeah, I agree. So let's talk about those tools. Yeah. Um, when we say tool listeners um, at Growing Leaders, we're often thinking about um, life skills yes. or disciplines yep. or principles that we can practice to keep us uh, on the path we need to be on. So um, what are some of these tools or life skills yeah. that are needed that you're talking about? Yeah. So there's two I really want to point out okay. as I think about um, 
what's going to help students make better decisions uh, on TikTok, but also just in life in general, or perhaps other social media platforms. Uh, we really believe that skills are, as you said, tools that they can put in their tool belt and access when they need them in order to make better decisions. Both of these skills are actually sub competencies of what's called social emotional learning. We've talked yeah. about SEL yeah. uh, many times on this podcast, but this is a set of ideas that are taking, especially the education world by storm, because there's such a massive evidence supporting that when students have these social and emotional skills, it helps them make better decisions in life. It leads to happier outcomes yeah, like yeah. having jobs longer and making more money and being able to sustain relationships and pay bills mm -hmm. and all those really yeah. very practical things. So we want those things for our kids. It's There's a lot of evidence coming out to show building social and emotional skills like the two I'm about to mm -hmm. talk about here are the pathway, the best pathway to actually help our students uh, achieve those. So let me give you these two. Yeah, uh, they're both good. very practical. You've heard of them before, but I think uh, if we want our students to succeed, we've got to focus on these. Skill number one is called impulse control. Uh, impulse control is simply our ability to control sudden, strong urges or desires to act on something. Uh, it's the skill that it would actually allow a student to stop themselves before they mindlessly open that TikTok app, right? And isn't this something we all do? We sort of mindlessly go right to that thing without even thinking about it. Uh, I believe it's uh, uh, impulse control would give students the self-control they need to walk away from a not only TikTok, but also from a two-hour Netflix binge before it becomes three hours uh, or a two hour game binge before it becomes three, four, eight hours, whatever it's going to be. Uh, impulse control is your ability to go, huh, I've been doing this for a while. Should I keep doing this? Yeah. Uh, and we are not conditioned in our 21st century world to control our impulses. In fact, most of the technology around us is actually encouraging us to follow yeah. our impulses. And so a student's ability to recognize and stop an impulse might be one of the most important characteristics we can give them. Well, uh, let me go on to skill number two, because I think this is just as important. Now, this is one we've been talking about for years, but it's huge here. It's called critical thinking. Now, uh, critical thinking simply means examining your circumstances, identifying both the risks as well as the benefits of the uh, of the decision in front of you, and then gathering the information you need mm -hmm. to make the right decision on a given topic. Uh, all of this is so we can make that really good decision. And that's what we're saying ultimately when it comes to TikTok that we're addicted to or anything else that we might be struggling with in terms of technological addiction. We want students to be able to make responsible decisions. Well, critical thinking is a skill that they can use uh, in order to make those better decisions. So critical thinking, what allow that student to assess on their own without us uh, needing to jump in or interfere when a game or a platform was actually harming them more than helping them and would also give them the ability, the permission to delete that app or to block that app or whatever they need to do. I mentioned that uh, it only took me seven days to realize TikTok's not helping me yeah, here. Yeah. And I, I would say that as a 32 year old, I sat there looking at my device and went, you know what? I don't need this to have a happy life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's very hard for a 16 or 17 year old to get there, but they can. It's called critical thinking. And if we built that skill in them, I think it would make a huge difference. Andrew, I was just thinking there are two habitudes, new ones actually, for middle school students that yeah. could be applied with any student. But um, the uh, impulse control skill set that yeah. you just brought up, 
Um, I'm thinking of the marshmallow challenge. Yes. So we, you know, we learned years ago, six decades ago, actually, mm-hmm. there was a challenge given to preschool age children where they were given a marshmallow on a plate and said, you can have this marshmallow. But if you wait a few minutes while I leave, I'll come back. And if you've not eaten it, you get a second marshmallow. And of course, it was all t- testing. Were they able to wait? Some were, some weren't. It's so true. But the testing of these students showed later that those who were willing to wait and able to wait actually ended up improving, growing, and showing up better GPA, uh, academic scores, jobs. It's just interesting. So the impulse control clearly a timeless skill set. Absolutely. And I, the, I really think TikTok is our marshmallow challenge yes, these, that's true. these days. It really so. is. Mm. And then critical thinking. I was thinking of 3D glasses. There's yeah. a few habitudes. Yeah. But 3D glasses, you've all been to a movie, I'm guessing people uh, listening, that uh, where you get a set of glasses that allow you to see not just the two-dimensional movie, you know, width and height, but three dimensions. Oh. It allows you to see angles and, of course, things that are coming at you on that screen feel like they're actually coming at you. I actually believe critical thinking can best be described with, I see an extra dimension. I'm seeing all angles and all sides of an issue. That's what critical thinking is. Yes. Not just how it affects me, but the larger picture. These are conversations and these are really insights that have to be collected by the next generation if they're going to move into adulthood well. So true. Thank you for bringing those up because you're exactly right. We have to have conversations like this. We love to use metaphors to help yeah, us yeah. Uh, be able to do this. But he- here's the big truth I want us to walk away with. You might be as a parent, as a leader, a teacher, whatever context you're in, you might be looking at your students on TikTok yeah. or any social media platform getting so frustrated. And I just want to, I want to beseech you if I can yeah. to use that terminology that instead of barring our students from these platforms, instead we build in them the skills they need to make those decisions themselves. Love it. Uh, That's the long-term answer. And if we don't get that correct, I think um, we might be separating them from TikTok for a short period of time, but we're not actually addressing the long-term issue here. Absolutely. And thinking long-term is what we stand for. Absolutely. Let's kind of close up, Andrew. You've you've asked people to commit themselves and to challenge their students to build the skill sets inside instead of putting external boundaries and and hoping to God they keep those boundaries as they move into adulthood. Um, I love the fact that we get to meet educators, parents, leaders, administrators who are doing this well. Um, One of the high schools we work with, we've mentioned them before in this podcast, is Lambert High School. And uh, Gary Davison is the principal there. And he was telling us that the TikTok challenges were challenges at Lambert High School. Uh, The kids were becoming apathetic about some of the assignments because they were not only lost on TikTok, but taking those TikTok challenges like the blackout challenge and smack a teacher and some of the other really destructive ones. But I love the fact that his response wasn't, let's bar and null and void, you know, the TikTok, you know, on this campus. Yeah. Instead, some faculty met with some students, student leaders, and instead they actually offered new TikTok challenges that were constructive. And they got kids, uh, you know, challenging each other to stay focused, to finish a task, to engage in schoolwork. I love that. And he said that is, he used this term, it's turned the TikTok challenge on its ear. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But that's what we got to do. Other uh, schools we've looked at have started leadership programs in response to I'm addicted or I'm following all the time some uh, somebody else on TikTok. Well, now they're leading. Mm. And these leadership initiatives have been the key 
to overcoming the addiction that we so often fall into with TikTok. I love that. Yeah. We're not asking our students to step back. We're asking them to step up. Yeah, that's right? right. And I think Gary gets that so well. I'm so thankful to be connected to so many great leaders like Gary yeah. uh, around the country. So I would encourage you guys to do that too. Uh, the other thing I would encourage you to do is to build life skills in your students. And frankly, if we can just say, we don't care how you do it. Now, we do have a preferred way to do it. Yeah. Uh, we have a tool here. Tim just mentioned our habitudes. Uh, he actually mentioned two habitudes that are going to be coming out as a part of our middle school SEL program, year two, that's going to be released uh, later on in this year. Uh, but our habitudes for social and emotional learning program is a great way to build all the competencies of SEL, including impulse control and critical thinking that we talked about uh, during this podcast. So if you're looking for a really powerful way to have these conversations about these really important life skills, uh, and you just don't have the tool to be able to do it, I want to commend to you Habitudes. If you head on over to growingleaders.com slash SEL, that's growingleaders.com slash SEL, you can find out more about our Habitudes for Social and Emotional Learning program. We have a, a program built for high school students. We also have one built for middle school students. And these are really great, fun, image based learning ways of communicating these really important life skills to your students. It actually might be the most fun class that you have in your school uh, once you get going. I know many teachers and principals have told us that since they started using this program. So I want to encourage you, head on over to growingleaders.com slash SEL and you can find out all about our Habitudes for Social and Emotional Learning program. As always, if you would rate this podcast, give us five stars on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, that gets the word out about what we're doing here. And we really appreciate it. If you found this podcast helpful, we encourage you to share it with friends, somebody who you think may find it helpful as well. Go ahead and pass that along. If you want to connect with us online, we are at Growing Leaders and at Tim Elmore. Pretty much everywhere you are, we're not on TikTok though. Keep that in mind. Uh, and then finally, if you've got an idea for this podcast, maybe it's somebody you want us to interview or a topic you think we should cover, shoot us an email. It's podcast at growingleaders.com. We love getting those from you. Uh, Tim, thank you so much for uh, helping lead this conversation thank you for today. Your insights today. Yeah, no, Appreciate happy it. to do it. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time.